going on blacks never right in between we are back my name is josh rogers i am brian Hare, and we're your favorite friendly neighborhood casa negros here to talk to you about all the things concerning life but in particular we talk about the perils the praises productivity and the punk circumstance we're just trying to figure it out brian yes how are you Oh man, it's always a great day to be black. Yeah, I mean, you this is this like week two <laughs> in Nelia? You know, have you, you been in that cap of spirit? I, I have been. I haven't been around brothers in a while, so um, you know, yeah, yeah. We have you a just, meeting this weekend for uh, our planning session. So, oh, so you got chapter meeting? It's not really chapter meeting. I've been to a like chapter a... meeting in so long. <laughs> I don't even. Well, technically, you know, we're still off. For okay. the summer, yeah, I've been seeing people doing their retreats and stuff. So I was yeah, like, okay. so that's what we're kind of what we're doing. It's kind okay. of like our planning retreat, even though it's not really a retreat. We got uh, it's a retreat, I guess. It's not at our normal meeting facility, mm-hmm. but because y'all meeting, y'all meeting this like grand atrium. Y'all just this this is nice and and glassy and modern <laughs> and things. We do have you a know? place. We do no, have a place. I we like a home. that. Gator alumni has a home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to find me a home. <laughs> Come on, I'm you know the brothers. Your, the other brothers love you. I'm gonna find me a home this this fraternal year. I'm you know, Decatur alumni. Decatur alumni loves you. They do. Um, yeah. I'm gonna shake some tables if I do that. Uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Jesus yeah. slip tables. It's, you know. Jesus had dreads. I'm going to shake them. What is it? Jesus had dreads. I'm going to shake them. I ain't got none, but I'm thinking about growing some. (laughs) So, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, isn't, isn't, isn't E40 from the Bay? He is. Okay. I'll be there. Really? Next month. So, hope, I hope I run into him, you know, car with some gold rims or something on them, hydraulics type situation. Y'all still do that in California? Yes, it's usually a Southern California thing, but I think I think I'm know if they do hydraulics too. They do. Okay, I feel like yeah. I've seen some of that in some of E40's videos. The yeah. one I've probably seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. What was the name of that song? Tell me when to go. Yeah, tell me when to go. I just thought about something recently. So, okay. I think I said before that I had something or prior engagements September 24th, 23rd. Hmm. Um. That was when Beyonce was going to be in Houston. Okay. I don't have anything that weekend. Oh. So, well, then you oh, should you, go. You, you had a town, though. You said you're out. That's when I'll be in the bay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I might try to work that out. Yeah. It's gonna, I think I think that's going to be her best show. I think it's going to be her best show. The Houston show? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. If you weren't going to be in the bay, I would say we should go that one as a jigsaw, um, you know, a thing. Yeah. Especially since my wife went without me. I yeah. still, I'm still holding that art against her. <laughs> right. So. And Houston is typically a pretty cheap flight. It's yeah. not expensive. Cheap flight, good city. It's it's might say it's 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 Texas. It's Atlanta, Texas. So it's a so I've heard these two things. Atlanta. <laughs> so mm-hmm. DC is Atlanta with a master's degree. Okay. And it was like Houston is Atlanta <laughs> with an associate's degree. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I can, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that too. I was like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. That that tracks. So very well. All right. Um, we had a song of the week. 
Um, I do. Okay, let's get into I it. I do. Um, oh Lord, I, you never know. Is it going to be like a <laughs> Will Neil Johnson <laughs> special? <laughs> um, it's not going to be Will. Um, it's it's a throwback. And okay. uh, speaking of Houston, we're going to go here. Okay. I had two options, but I'm doing this one. Okay, so. Intro, intro us. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. Patrol and they're trying to kick me riding dirty. This is a good one. It's just um, chameleonaires. Chameleonaires. Like, what a name. <laughs> what a name. I, I feel like I wanted to bring that back. It's a theme. Uh, and I feel like want to bring him back. Chameleonaire, uh, he had one hit wonder and then went off into tech and is like a multimillionaire. I'm about to say, is he still like, with us? Yeah, he's he's like, like, I can't. we'll kill somebody in a minute. <laughs> Apparently, he's like in like technology, uh, and he makes a lot of money, you know, he don't in, need this rap stuff anymore. In tech. No, he doesn't. He came out there riding dirty. I don't know any other chameleonaire songs. No, yeah, funny story. So we had a, a a computer teacher, no, not a computer teacher, like a um, it's like an instructional aide. Mm-hmm. And um, what was her name? I forget her name. It slipped me right now. And uh, she had a really big booty. <laughs> I mean, huge. Uh-huh. And every time she walked down the hallway, <laughs> we'd be like, "You see me roll." <laughs> and at one point, she finally like stopped being angry and got into it, and she would start singing and bouncing as she walked. <laughs> It was probably highly inappropriate for a bunch of high school students to be doing that. Probably. But, and for her to start doing it too. Like, yeah, because she was like, she, she would do it like she started getting into it. And it, it was just, it became our thing. See, you don't get, see, that's what happens when you go to black high schools. You don't get that anywhere else. Black high schools are like HBCUs. Like. They are, because you just, it's that camaraderie. Oh, man. Chameleon there. Chameleon I, I pulled that out of just the. The things I don't know. I've never heard that name since like 07. <laughs> right, like chameleonaire. Um, Jesus that's the Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, that was chameleonaire riding dirty. Was I don't millionaire. Know. Who was he signed to? A child. <laughs> Is he independent? As black people say, "Don't get me the line." Don't get me the line because we don't know. Uh, I'm pull up his his wiki. I'm like, how old is chameleonaire? Oh, he was signed to Universal in 2005. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, understood and accepted. You might be ready to go. Shout out my nigga Gucci. You ready to go on to the to the uh, what are we going to? to Bless uh, report. Yeah. Some black excellence. And this nigga got a Grammy for this song. Wow. Okay. It was right. a huge song. Right. I didn't know it was a it was a Grammy song. I didn't wow. think it was that either. But it was a huge song. <laughs> it was okay. I, right. I knew at least a BET award, but not not a Grammy. <laughs> Me either. All right. Jesus. All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the Blessed Report. We shout out black folks doing great black things. Josh and I believe in celebrating and supporting black people all year long. And uh, subsequently, it is this month is Black Business Awareness Month. I wouldn't, I I don't know if it's that or not, but it's, it's Black Business Month. I don't know if it's Awareness Month, but it's Black Business Month. So make sure you go out there and support as many black businesses as possible. Uh, this week, the Blesser Report, we have the great, 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 great uh, company called mm-hmm. Black 
girl sunscreen and Shantae Lundy. Uh, just quick history on this brand. 2016, Shantae Lundy created Black Girl Sunscreen, a 30 SPF lotion formulator for women of color, uh, made with melanated skin in mind. Okay, Black Girl Sunscreen dries completely clear and protects melanin without that white cast. We don't want that. We got black mm-hmm. skin. We don't want white film all over us and stuff like that uh in the black community as you know and it's interesting i was at a conference recently in las vegas and one of the items that we know i i kind of give our giveaways as themes so one day we had uh sunscreen Mm -hmm. las vegas okay Mm -hmm. so i'm like you need it you need sunscreen in las vegas i want to say about 90 percent of the black people came to to the table and i was oh sunscreen and they were like oh i don't need that we're black i was like I said, black don't crack, but it burns, brother. Like, get this sunscreen. And if you have y'all seen Boosie, because it will crack. Hello. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So in the black community, it's a common misconception that our melanated infused skin completely eliminates the need for for sunscreen as protection. Yes, we understand the darker the skin, right? You know, uh, it's a little more protective, but we do need sunscreen. So Mm -hmm. uh, please go out there and use sunscreen, black folks. Uh, Skin cancer and aging lines do not discriminate. Yes, the uh, Europeans have it way worse than us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because have Mm -hmm. you seen Angela Bassett? Um, Perfection. Hello. Uh, But, you know, if you're not using sunscreen now, we don't want you being dried out. We don't want you aged. We don't want your skin get burned. Uh, So it's never too late to properly Take care of your melanin. Uh, the goal of Black Girl Sunscreen is to start the conversation globally around sun safety to educate and protect melanated or melanin melanin beauties worldwide. My daughter actually has the has Black Girl Sunscreen. My wife has Black Girl Sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter has the the uh, Ariel, um, the new uh, Come on. The uh, Chloe Chloe. Uh, Hallie, 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 yes, Little right. Mermaid. Hallie. She has that. She has mm-hmm. that. So um, we support. We literally support our dollars with Black mm-hmm. Girl Sunscreen. You can go to BlackGirlSunscreen.com. You can go to mm-hmm. IG Black Girl Sunscreen. You, I think it's in Target. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's in other places too, but we don't really go to those other places. But it is available on Target. Uh, so go check out Target. Uh, get your Black Girl Sunscreen. I know the summer's almost over, but uh, make sure you do support that. Any thoughts on Black Girl Sunscreen? You know, except the fact that Shantae. Shantae Lundy. It's a black name. That's strong, a, strong black we name. We love it. We love it. I All ain't right. never been no white Shantae. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I got a, is a rest up. And it's another strong black name. Okay. Okay. So since we have a rest up, what does that mean? God did not stay the hand of death. He did not. Lay loose. So, <laughs> so Ron... Cephas Jones. Oof, I get chills. <laughs> Cephas. Ron Cephas. He has some good ribs. Oh. <laughs> Ron Cephas Jones. Strong black name. Mm-hmm. You probably know him. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you are. You are big. This is us. Mm-hmm. Say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Randall's daddy. Randall's daddy. Biological has, daddy. Biological daddy. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Has gone on. To glory, my um, God, up yonder. What, yeah, he, you know, uh, what's that Hezekiah Walker song? I don't, we, we don't have time to sing the Hezekiah Walker song, but uh, uh, I've got a home in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fly away. Oh. I will be free <laughs> someday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. About you, you want to make it in? 
on Facebook. Let me tell you, we know we can pause for that. So I was <laughs> I was listening to my Apple Music. Apple Music, Apple Music knows that I'm church. <laughs> as much rapping stuff I listen to time time, it 98% gives me all gospel recommendations. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Reverend, that jump, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play this line because you'll know real quick. It's mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah. It's real fast. A jumpy key number. And it came in so strong. Mm. And I was like, ooh, that thing, when I tell you that thing stirred me so bad. <laughs> this one right here, Brian. I know this is a big oh. city, but I want you to find <laughs> my life to love again. He'll welcome me. I'm living this life. Let me stop. Let me stop. So it played in the car. Remember, I came home and I had all I was almost finished with dinner because I had started dinner before football practice. I had to do some finishing touches. I put that thing on that Alexa in that kitchen. Mm. Here, welcome me. Remember that thing, what that thing told me now. I said, we don't talk about heaven no more. And I'm I don't care how modern I get, I still want to go. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that thing, that thing stirred me so it stirred me so. Listen, I want to see you Ooh. there. Listen, brother. They see. I know we got the Mary Mary version. Uh-uh. He'll <laughs> welcome me. Well done. Like a thief in the night, he will return for me. <laughs> Bro, you better go to this restaurant, boy. Because I'm, I'm about to get messed up all over here. I'm about to go up. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. Today he will come. Who after Jeez. the day that Christ shall rise, we yeah, those that are alive that remain shall be called up to meet him in the air. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this: John Peake had some sound music, like yes. in terms of scriptures biblically and all that kind of stuff. I mean, biblically based. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to John Peake. Yeah, shout out to John. Dream, dream guest on the podcast, Reverend John. Shout out. Listen. He's been working on that movie for like three years. No, he can. I don't know about what a movie. That's going to be, I feel like a Jumpy Key movie is going to be a 2B special. And I don't. I'm thinking the same thing. They're going to be getting shot through trees. <laughs> you seen that clip floating around social media? Yes. Okay. Be something. I feel like the jigsaw, we need to make a 2B movie. Oh, we just... could. All we need is $100. <laughs> it's my phone. Yeah, iPhones going out front yard. So just do it. <laughs> The, the jigsaw, a Tubi movie, a Tubi movie, <laughs> terrible. Go, go on and talk uh, about Ron, Ron Cephas. Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, Ron Cephas Jones is an American actor for those best known as William Hill in the drama series This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, earned Screen Actors Guild awards uh, along with four consecutive primetime Emmy award nominations. He actually won two uh, Emmy nominations in tw- uh, 2018, 2020 uh, for his portrayal as. Um, Randall's daddy uh, in This Is Us. But the streets probably know him a little more as Ice and Paid in Fool. He was money-making Mitch's uncle who kidnapped his nephew. Uh, so most people probably recognize him from that. He's one of those, keep playing one of those characters where, you know, you don't you haven't, you haven't, you haven't seen Paid in Fool? You haven't seen Paid in Fool? No. That's the West one black movie I haven't seen. Yeah. Is that the 50 Cent one? No, the 50 Cent is Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, I haven't seen Get Rich or Die Trying. Pay the Fool is... <laughs> Pay the Fool is um, Makai Pfeiffer... Um, oh, heavens no. I know I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta watch Pay the Fool. I've that's heard of the it. Ones, that's one of the ones that's like, you gotta watch Pay the Fool. 
I think I've seen enough of the Black Mafia movie. I've seen Bailey. <laughs> you know, I've seen New Jack City. I've seen, you know. I'm okay. Okay. All I'm right. okay. Well, for those that have seen Paid in Full, you, you, you know, Ice is a nigga you don't like. Yes. No, go ahead. I'll let you finish. I had a revelation about a dream I had last night. No, it's okay. I'm pretty much, that was pretty much, I was just going to say rest up to Ron Cephas Jones. Uh, and, so, yeah. Remember I told you I was going to watch Snowfall? Yes. I had a dream last night. I was a guest character. <laughs> and it's, it was damn said he was running for something. Sell- I said, well, maybe the Lord is telling me I need to watch Snowfall. <laughs> I need to <laughs> I need to do the blacks right. I, bro, I literally had a dream. I mean, people were shooting. I first woke up praying. I was like, what are you trying to tell me, Lord? And then I saw Damson and stuff, and I saw all the characters, because I remember who's in it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I said, well, I'm not as afraid anymore because this seems like a show. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, you know, I'm a, I think I'm going to sit down, especially now that the writers are on strike. Yeah. I can, I can, I ain't too much left on TV. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the Upshaws, the new season on Netflix. I liked it with, um. Was it Omar uh, Epps? No, Omar Epps. What's his name? No, Mike Epps. Omar, Mike Epps and, um, my girl, Kim Fields. Okay. And, uh, Wanda Sykes. I like it. It's a little corny, but it's cool. I haven't seen it. Um, I'll check Four it seasons. Yeah, I just finished <laughs> uh, Suits. Um, That's on my Jack. list too of like Rider Strike stuff to watch. Yeah, I just finished that, and uh, and the direct. That's one of the shows. That's one of the reasons why writers need to strike because the number one top show over a billion streams or something like that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the writers are getting paid like pennies uh, for nine seasons. My nigga, like nine seasons uh, yeah. of work. Yeah, um, so. So that's that. But, anyway, um, bless up to Ron C. Sorry, bless up to Black Girl Sunscreen and Shantae hey, Lundy. Shantae. Mm-hmm. Strong black name. Rest up to Ron Sevis Jones. Strong black name. Yes. Uh, and uh, shout out to Josh. You know, and Saint uh, Franklin Saint Patrick or Franklin Saint. <laughs> uh, you know, just running through the street, shooting running each other. through the streets, shooting each other. We was, <laughs> we was actually running together. So we, 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 was, we was we was dodging the bullets together. Okay. Nevertheless. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> let's do let's do some street hopping on over to the billboard. Um, Morehouse Athletics, shout out, dear old Morehouse. <laughs> um, former NBA player Morehouse College alum Harold Ellis has returned home after being appointed as Morehouse's new athletic director. Ellis's knowledge, expertise, and passion for both sports and the institution has undoubtedly prepared him to lead Morehouse College's athletic program. President Dr. David A. Thomas said, as athletic director. We believe he will be a strong model for um, our student athletes, empower them to excel in academics and athletics while instilling the values of sportsmanship, teamwork, and community service. Um, before he graduated Morehouse in 1992, he led the college to the 1989-1990 NCAA Division II Final Four. Okay, but that hasn't happened. <laughs> At least not in my time. <laughs> <laughs> Ellis is also the only Morehouse athlete whose um, jersey number was retired after averaging more than 24 points per game throughout the four years of his collegiate basketball career. So I know his focus is in basketball. That's where his expertise is. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that he brings some kind of athletic prowess to our football team as well. Last year, we went like 1-11. and 11, Oh, Lord. And it was just bad. It's just bad. But, I mean, we smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we smart. We are kind. We are important. <laughs> but we but we do not accept. Now, our basketball team did pretty good from what I understand. They had like some twins who mm-hmm. were really, really good and stuff like that. But that football team. Yeah, I wonder what the recruiting is like. I wonder if they if they recruit heavily in the Georgia area and get those you know, kids that can't make it somewhere else. Got to because no one wants to come. Like I love more, but if I was a football star athlete, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to come play football. I, even if I wanted to come to Morehouse, I wouldn't want to be on their football team. 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. just because they're bad. I mean, yeah. they're, I mean, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> they're bad. I love my institution, but they're not great. Um, and you know, as a, as a competitor in anything, you want to be. You know what I'm saying? You may not. I may know. I may not be Alabama quality. Yeah, but I ain't that bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Georgia, so, Georgia State. You know, maybe. Yeah. Well, Georgia Southern or something, but yeah. you know. But anyway, I, I hopefully we can recruit, get some better coaching, and uh, maybe his his name will help. Even though it's on the basketball side, his name will help get some people into the things. Um, mm. Speaking of sports, I stay right there. Shakari Richardson. She is in her redemption season after mm. missing the 2020 Olympics due to a failed drug test. She was on the she was taking some marijuana. She mm-hmm. filled up a little bit. Miss yep. um, Richardson was ridiculed by the media, media and thrown away. The wife said, "We don't want to do with her." They called mm-hmm. her all manner of evil, all kind of stuff, all yeah. kind of stuff. And that wasn't necessary. No matter how you feel about that marijuana, it was legal what she was smoking, so mm-hmm. she, she she was doing her thing. But anyway, she you know the, the Olympic rules or whatever. So there she was. However. Woman of God, three years later, mm-hmm. came on back. Mm-hmm. And at first, Brian, yeah. in some of the little, little, little trial races, Shikara will win one. Mm-hmm. Then the Jamaican girls will win one. Yeah. Then Shikara will come back and get a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And the Jamaican girls will get a little bit faster. Yep. But then came the ultimate championship Whoa, race. Shabba. <laughs> and the woman of God started off in the back. She did. And she hawked them. She hawked them girls down. She, she hawked them girls down. She, she hawked them girls down, running a 10.65 to win her first ever world title in the women's 100 meters. Um, another note, um, I can't pronounce these women's names. Collins <laughs> became the first ever woman um, in a Team USA history to win the world discus title. And there was a black man who won the men's 100 meter too. Um so it's black people all around. Look at us. Just winning, just out here. We fast, we athletic, <laughs> we're doing the things. Shout out to Shikari. <laughs> shout out, shout out to you. Remember back in the day when you fast, that wasn't yeah. a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Uh-uh. It means you was a you was a you was a you was a little <laughs> right. And and funny thing, when I was younger, I didn't know that. So I remember one time my mom and my my mom my, my mom my aunt were in a car with us, and then Monica, my older sister, was talking about some girls from school on the track team. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Yeah, some 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 track team, this girl." And it was like, "Man, she's and she's so fast." <laughs> and my my mom and my aunt were like, "Huh? Like, like why would you say that?" And then they were like, "Oh, like track fast." And now my mom was like, "What are they talking about fast?" You know, I was a little kid. I was probably like, mm-hmm. you know, second grade, first grade. Yeah, I ain't know what they're talking about being fast. For now, I know. Oh, no, being fast means you fast. Okay. Fast, you fast. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop by using it. You fast, right? Yeah, stop bringing back some, bring back old yeah. old black phrases. Yes, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. Speaking of old phrases, it's not too old. <clears throat> we are living hey, hey. single. Uh-huh. Oh, in the '90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girl. Keep your head up. What? what? Keep your head up. That's, That's right. right. Yes. <laughs> you got to fight. My homegirl standing to my left in my right, true blue, tight like, like glue. That was, that was, that was Dana. A.K.A. Yeah, <laughs> Queen Latifah. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Khadijah James. 30 years ago yesterday, mm. living single, mm. made his debut. 1993. I was a tender four year, not even four yet. Almost mm. four. Mm-hmm. Jessica had just come home from the hospital not too uh. long ago. <laughs> Because she was born August 16th, 1993. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that the world was going to give us such an amazing show. Mm. But for five strong seasons. Strong. Just were were like they all strong? Were five strong? No, well, four. <laughs> four and a quarter. Because the first two, three episodes of season five were all right. 
brought the light skin man on. They brought the he is actually the the signal that your show is about to go down. Because mm. every show he's ever been on, once he enters, it's usually <laughs> in his last leg. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, and then his entrance was so haphazard and he was a friend of a friend who ended up living with them it was just then russell became more of a main staple it was just weird mm. i ain't like it but i still enjoyed the show yeah. there, there was some good moments throughout season five but anyway but for five seasons viewers were able to laugh and to cry understand the meaning of sisterhood friendship even brotherhood and mm-hmm. family while watching these six friends experience life together this show that made the other show friends possible mm-hmm. through this wonderful characters of khadijah uh-huh. Regine, mm-hmm. Sinclair, Maxine, the Maverick, Overton, <laughs> and Kyle, my least favorite character. <laughs> they will always have a place in our hearts. Kyle just knew he could sing. He just knew he could sing. When I fall in love, it's going to be forever. Shut up. My Sherry Valentine. Oh, like, his version oh. of My Funny Valentine was so terrible. Yeah. And what is it? And how did he have Maxine all bent over up like that. that? Like over that trash. Over that. His best singing performance is when he did a duo with Queen Latifah at um, Sinclair Wait, and the mm-hmm. That was the best. That was the best. And all that other stuff, it was oof. Oof. <sighs> And he out here still singing. He is. He's he's like a, a whole jazz star now, oh. allegedly. He bopping and we bopping. What he in Greenleaf? He was the choir know. director's husband in Greenleaf. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greenleaf was mm-hmm. a show I didn't really watch at the beginning. I watched probably the last like season or two. I didn't either, but I caught up in the off seasons mm-hmm. because I started watching like mid show too. And I was yeah. like, "Ooh, this is some church mess. I got to watch this. Yeah, I might go back and watch that." I remember when Oprah was in it. Oprah was a was a was a was a, was a lounge owner. She owned a juke mm. joint. It was mm. it was, <laughs> it was pretty, it's pretty really pretty good. Okay. But shout out Living Single. As y'all know me, y'all know that's my all time favorite sitcom of mm-hmm. all. I mean, of all times. Love it so much. Brian wants to say that they're the Golden Girls, but I let him have that. <laughs> I just say Living Single walked so that girlfriends and insecure could run, mm-hmm. and you know. Insecure had five seasons. Living Single had five seasons. Some will argue that Insecure's fifth season wasn't the best. So there's a lot of parallels. Mm. Um, I'm actually in my rewatching of Insecure um, on season five. I just got over the um, the college reunion episode. Okay, and brother, it's brother. This show is just, it's just hitting so well, and I'm trying to take my time with because I only got nine episodes left to watch. <laughs> so what episode? So episode one, one they get robbed. Which one is that? That was that's the same. That's the same. That's all. Okay. That's the same episode. They went okay. back in at the end because they met the girl. Where they caught up with the girl from college, and she staged the robbery. Ain't changed. Uh huh. That <laughs> and, and that's when they kind of laughed it off and became back together. Yeah. Oh no, I'm on episode two. I finished episode two because she broke up with um, Lawrence at the airport after. And for you LA people, y'all y'all thought Issa was super wrong because you let that man go all the way to LAX to take you home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just for you to break up with him after he dropped you out, and you know I've flown to LAX a few times. It is a difficult airport to navigate. It is. It is. It's a big <laughs> and it's not close airport. to anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, bro, insecure still holds. But shout out to living single, and for us who, for those who are keen on the podcast, you know that we do a thing called the post office box. Mm-hmm. 
And we have a little intro music. You know, we're professional. We are professionals mm-hmm. around these parts. We are. And our intro music goes, you know, it's we we pull we pull the Motown classic, mm-hmm. um, just a little piece of it. We chop, mm-hmm. you know, I slowed the tempo down just a little bit. You know, <laughs> I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to get sued over here. And yes. um, you know, and it um, it 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 just made history. The song that we use, and I just want to play a little bit for you, you know, so y'all can understand how amazing it is. Okay. So you can understand the the relevance of this moment. Yes. So, Mr. Postman, well, please, <clears throat> Mr. Please. Postman, by the Marvelettes, 62 years ago, Motown released that song, and it became not only the Marvelettes' first number one hit, but it mm-hmm. became the label's yes. first number one hit and set the whole label up for success. Now, I'm not saying that the song isn't great, because I like the song, first but I time. never in a million years would have thought that that was the one. That would have gave Motown his first, and on the like the 100 charts, not just the R&B charts. Like it was yeah. their first number one, number one. So shout out to the Marvelettes. Right. I'm sure they might all probably like in glory by now. Um, but yeah, if they I not, would. God forgive us. Um, <laughs> standing over the banister of heaven. They pray, I believe they stand over the banister of heaven, Brian, <laughs> laughing and smiling like the schoolgirls still asking for the postman to send their boyfriend letter to them. Hey, let's let's let's. Let's pause right there for a second. Mm-hmm. You couldn't text your girl. Mm-mm. You might not have been able to call if you could afford no phone. You had to write that letter uh-huh. <laughs> and pray that they pray that they got there on time. Yes, Aaliyah knew what she was talking about. Listen, I'm Aaliyah. writing you a four page <laughs> letter. Yeah, posted it with a kiss. Woo. And if you write back, you better. It's, it was send it on time. Listen, you better send it on time. Mm-hmm. And even New Edition knew the power of the phone not working every now, nigga. They said, Mr. Telephone Man, is something wrong with my life? When I die, my baby's number, I get a key. They should have just wrote a letter. They should call it. Just wrote just write a letter. Right. <laughs> write a letter. Yeah, the letter would have been more heartfelt. It yeah. would have been more heartfelt. You were crying to the, you crying to AT&T. Even, didn't Beyonce, they, they had issues with AT&T too. I'm gonna throw my people out the window. Cause they was calling too much. You bugger. a bugger boo. You bugger, what you bugger me? You bugger who you be to see it? Hey, cool. <laughs> Good song. Good you song. see, it's not high. Oh man. Music, man. Music. Love it. I love it. I love it. The, I love the it. development of it, the, the journey that it takes us on. Um, <sighs> yeah. Did you listen yeah. to any more? Do you know any other Marvelette songs? I don't. I don't. I don't. I, they probably, let me see. Are they one at wonders? Let's see. Oh, the Beatles got a version of Mr. Postman. Of course, calling. <laughs> you know they stole that. You know they stole they, that. Them, them, the Rolling Stones, all them like just stealing stuff. You know um, the white group I mess with though. Who? The BGs. Oh, the BGs. BGs. And all the blacks would have stole their songs. <laughs> Listen, I, I like when the blacks go back and steal other people's songs. I like yes. mu- music. Soul Child stole. Um, 
uh, one of the Beatles songs, not Beatles song. What's his name? Uh, George Harrison. Like I mm-hmm. like when they go back. We go mm-hmm. back and get what's out. Because PJ Morton did that. How deep is your love? Yeah, I think it's good. Oh, it's good. Him and Yebba. Mm. Shout out to that white girl. That that white woman from West Memphis, Arkansas. Hello. Sings Shout down. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> that thing sings down. I love me some Yebba. Woo. Hmm. Woo hoo hoo. Yeah, I don't know much about the Marvelettes other yeah. than Mr. Postman. Yeah, me either. I'm trying to see if they got other songs, but um, they ain't even got a Wikipedia page, do they? <laughs> if they, if they got a Wikipedia, do they? Child, the guy said they ain't even got no Wikipedia. They got, oh, they got one. They got. I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. They got one. Let's see how they, you know, list like the charts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Postman, this this is not a good Wikipedia. It don't show their charts, nothing. Shoot, okay, Apple got they on their top songs. The first one, two, three. Oh, four. they go singles. Sorry, they go singles. So, Five, Mr. Postman uh, was their only number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one was Playboy was number seven, that the highest. Yeah, other than that, like they 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 didn't do too. They might have been a one hit wonder. Yeah, they charted, but they didn't do like they maybe, didn't have that level of success mm-hmm. again. They had one, two, two maybe in the top ten. Got it. So Apple, their their first six top songs are different versions of "Please, Mr. Postman." Wow! Just on different that like it's their their album that was "Mr. Postman," the 20th Century Masters, the Every Great Motown Song, the Definitive Collection, the 20th Century Masters again, the Motown Complete Number Ones. <laughs> they just got it listed six different times. Yeah. And then That's they got it. like "Too Many Fish in the Sea," "Don't Mess with Bill." I don't know what any of that is, but shout out to the Marvelettes. Shout out to the Marvelettes. Shout out to the Marvelettes. They are no emotions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I stand on that. that hill. I knew you were going to say that. That the emotions are one of the, the, the best early girl groups that <laughs> the women sang. Best of my love for no other reason. <laughs> you, she loved that man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> them women don't sing like that no more. Gladys, all them, they it was so much emotion. Anyway, we got an amazing. We do. Living room coming up. We know black folk, we have a special relationship with our cars. We do. And some cars are known for black people to have. Deuce and a quarter back in the mm-hmm. day. My dad used to have a cutlass. My grandma mm-hmm. had one too. Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. We, we take ownership of Cadillacs. Yeah. Um, you know, y'all, black- y'all, knew, y'all knew niggas love that hell, with the Hellcat thing. Mm-hmm. That's why they stopped making them. Right. That's why they stopped making them. Them <laughs> chargers and them challengers. Um, black folk love a Nissan. We'll mm-hmm. ride, we ride a camera until the wheels fall off. Okay. I still see some box Toyota cameras out there from the 90s. <laughs> I know it got 800,000 miles on it and it's still running. Them, uh, what the Maximas? No. The Maximas. What are, what are the, the girls? The Ultimas? The girls? The young girls that they say on Instagram that they be riding around with the windows down just zoom past? Ultimus, okay. and I got an Ultima too, mm-hmm. and this, and I, I probably zoom out of in and out of some lanes too, so you might see me. Um, but no, black people, and then we all got that Uncle Brian with the mm-hmm. cigarette in his mouth. Oh yeah, who can who can who know how to fix your car but can't really fix your car, right. <laughs> but, but he'll get you moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He can at least change your oil. Maybe just tell you that's your carburetor, and you, it's always your carburetor. Always, <laughs> it's always your carburetor, yeah. no matter what's happening. Transmission slipping. You trans something happening. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> change your. What uh, does that break- even mean, Brian? That your transmission slipping? What is? Listen, I don't know. 
No clue. Nigga, no clue what that means. Nigga would change your uh your breaks for a six pack of beer. You listen. Right. <laughs> you give me fifty dollars on a piece and a and a, and a, and a two piece. <laughs> we straight. Give me a carton of cigarettes. That, that, <laughs> no, this is literally conversations we've had. These are li- real conversations. Real <laughs> conversations. Yeah, my dad would be like, yeah, my, my, my homeboy Pee Wee, you know, with the high school with, I took the call with his house. <laughs> he changed brakes. Listen. Brakes brand new. Brakes Listen. brand new. No more squeaking, no more grinding, no more rust, no more any of that. But we got one of our frat brothers oh, yeah. um, who specializes in car care and car maintenance. He's going to come and give us some real tips about uh, how to deal with our cars. We're going to have a little fun in the conversation, too. So grab your drinks, grab your your your, your oil. Plug in your Tesla, whatever it is that you're going to do. Yeah. And let's get ready and have this amazing liberal conversation. Let's go. All right, Puzzle Pieces, we are super excited to have a friend of the podcast, friend in real life. Yes. Frat brother, all the things. All we're the just, things. We're just excited to be here today. Uh, so we do have a good friend, uh, Josh Regis, in the living room. So before we get into this, Josh, introduce yourself, and then we'll get into the podcast. First and foremost, guys, thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah. This is a great opportunity. Always. Uh, who is Josh Regis? Um, Josh Regis is a... A lot of things. Um, I, I call myself inventor, innovator, world changer. Oh, all right. Uh, those Mighty guy. Yeah. <laughs> <Gosh>, you <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Those are the things that uh, I make sure that people know. Um, a little bit about my background. I grew up in Queens, New York. I've always been someone that has always been trying to build things. So uh, my background is in engineering, but my passion is in um, building cars or working on cars. Okay. And from that aspect, I kind of, not kind of, I'm minimizing. I became an expert in my realm of engineering and automotive. So I'm a whole automotive engineer in the background. Also, I'm a tech founder building a startup called um, Crit Car, which is a uh, mobile application that provides uh, mobile mechanics and perform on-site repair services and innovate mom and pop shops with uh, CRM technology. I'm trying to change the whole entire industry and make it my industry. <laughs> yes. Cool he just said, "Are you shade tree mechanics?" Beware. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. That 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 shady stuff is gonna be out the window when I come in and take it over. All right. Listen. Well, come on to Atlanta so I can give I can patronize a black uh, mechanic because of course that's and, the and goal. I, that's actually one of our biggest goals. Like um, later on when we do have some time afterwards, um, I plan on building a community event where basically for Mother's Day mm-hmm. I have. Uh, we take a mom and pop shop within our network that we want to highlight mm-hmm. and we have them do free oil changes for mothers. And we're oh, trying to so. have food trucks. We're trying to have uh, people that's just bringing it in and also help bring a promotion to the app at the same time. But the idea is to help the community and we want it to be an annual thing. So that's what I'm trying to build up to to make it happen. But it's and gonna- do it for Father's Day because I don't know how to oh, change yeah, my yeah, own yeah, oil either. Father's Day too, but- <laughs> More people will pay attention to the Mother's Day sound. No, you're right. I'm, you're right. I'm, I'm speaking up for I'm speaking up for all the the prim and proper men out there. You who rather pay for a convenience? Yes. I don't change my oil. <laughs> and you'll be surprised. Like I wouldn't people, be. People oil changes. That's what most people know. So that's that's why I say a free oil change, and you can have a free inspection. Tell them what's wrong with your car, because at the end of the day, the 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 shop that did that for you, you're gonna go back to them. I'm like, you know what? They yeah. help me out. I'm gonna go back. So that's yeah. how we bring business. That's how we highlight them, and that's how we let people know who they even exist. 
Yeah. No, we love it. Them oil changes, they cost. Uh, we'll and talk about expensive. that. We'll, yeah, talk right. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little later because I got all kind of questions. Let's um, get into it. <laughs> but before Let's we get, get there, into it. Before we get there, yes, we uh, have the thing called we do called culture code, mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, and it's okay. our way of asking a few questions uh-huh. about about culture, black culture specifically, because you know we are black. Um, and oftentimes you go on shows and be like, oh, there's no judgment. Not this here. will be judged. You're judged. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> that, that's how we give it up. All right, let me <laughs> let me adjust myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we will judge you. Um, and then also, you said you're from New York, so I'm pretty sure there might be some bias here. But yeah, it's it's. Understood. It's understood. Listen. Okay. <laughs> so we will start with uh, movies. Okay. okay. Uh, coming to America mm-hmm. or Boomerang? Damn. Ah, that's a good one. Honestly, only because this is a classic and I see this one more than the other. Coming to America, hands down. I'm, okay. Only because I hands see down. Boomerang. <laughs> I, I see Boomerang twice. The first time I couldn't get into it. The second time I finally got into it, I was like, "Oh, it's pretty good." It's right. now, that now, that was a that was a that was a phenomenal movie. I couldn't you get know into it. Changed. it right? you, you, Chris Hakeem, come on, son. You went to Queens to get a queen. Are you you can't knock that. Yeah. What does okay. Boomerang have? He got played. What did Boomerang have the first ever display of black creators and executives on television? Yes, and I will say it. it but also, <laughs> Eartha Kitt, we're gonna there, if we're gonna Martin Lawrence, America, John Witherspoon, the kings and queens that were black. You know what I'm saying? So we could go, we could go either or. But I do, I do agree, Boomerang, because every last one of the people that was executive was black. Everyone, Eartha, Eartha Kitt, and Eartha Kitt. Listen. Shrange. Listen, and it also shows <laughs> Oh, also, you know what else I love about Boomerang? It was the fact that um, Halle Berry's character was showing that regardless of how much money you make, it's all about your passion and what you go for and how you help the community. That's you what see? that that's you what see? gives you your love and your joy, and that's you what. See? And that's then the soundtrack to Boomerang. Ooh, that soundtrack was fire. But still, coming to America. We're talking about coming to America soundtrack. I'm so okay. Go go it's, it's, oh, it's you, too- we want to go there? Ah, wow, wow. Ah, wow, wow. Don't you put that out there. You ain't listening to that. <laughs> I'm still listening to Tony Braxton's Love Should Have Brought You Home last night. That is a good one, though. <laughs> it, it, it's two great movies, though. Two great, it, it is. Different oh, reasons. Like, you can't go wrong. If somebody was like, Boomerang is my favorite movie, I'd be like, oh, I get it. Yeah, I, understand I, that. I agree. Somebody said, come in America, I get it. Like, Eddie Murphy had a great like ten movie run when he first you started. You know what's so funny? Was, I was talking to uh, to this one of my friends. We were talking about Nutty Professor, and it's like you know what made cause that movie so great because the fact that you had one person play all those damn roles at this. Well, the movie made it look like it was all at the same time, but he was literally talking to himself multiple times to get yeah. the scene. That's crazy. You know how much work that takes. Too it's much talent for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. We're going to go to um, music. New okay. Jack Swing or Neo Soul? Neo Soul. That's me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neo Soul. Okay. That's, that's, New Jack Swing is cool, but that was a time. Neo Soul yeah. is forever. Like, forever. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Forever. It's like, it makes you feel good. New Jack Swing makes you want to dance. I'm not mad at that, but I want to feel good. I, I, I want to be in a vibe. That's like, like some essence <laughs> and just go out in the you house. Jamaican number nine. You know, clean up the house, spring my plants. Right. Self- Neil Soul is self-care. New it Jack is. Swing is just trying to catch some. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I need, we need to bring back incense. Like, I don't have incense. We have candles and stuff like that in my house. We don't have incense though. We need to bring back incense. Like, where does where do we where do people buy incense these days? I know why you incense. So many people are trying to get into that 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 type of vibe, and I I, I just stick to candles because that's last time I, I saw when I was in L.A. Brian, I was in a very black part of really? L.A. Oh yeah, and they oh, were selling jerseys popping? and stuff on the street. And oh, they yeah. had the incense burning, and I said, yeah. "This is these are my people. Yeah, this so, is these are I my people." Okay, I was, so I was over there like off Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Lamar Park area. Yeah, that's, so yeah. We, used to, we used to get all yeah. of our our black products <laughs> over there. Like my mom was buying mm-hmm. like back before it was a thing. She was buying natural, uh, like hair care products, natural supplements, stuff like that, incense, everything. Your yeah. family has a, a, a like a, a brand, a store, like a storefront. That um, one of my mom's cousins had a, had a store in like. Off Kershaw, uh-huh. uh, it was like one of those health and wellness stores for like black people. Ooh, like, I love those. Like not hotel blacks, but like that level of black where you I know, see what you're mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like spirituality, and this was back in like the '80s, '90s, like '90s ah. where spirituality was like the black man is God kind of stuff. So. I mean, black man is still God, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like <laughs> that never changed. So it was, but that was my mom used to get there, all everything there. Yeah, Not African you. pride with the little seeds in it. So she should put that in oh, her wow. hair to where her oh, hair would grow. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love that grease. It's funny you guys say that, right? So I went back to my old neighborhood in New York not too long ago, and I saw a two juice juice spots, right? And I, I'm not gonna lie to you, that brought joy. Like it almost brought tears to my eyes because mm-hmm. where I live it was a food desert. So mm. to see a, a, a juice spots mean that people are seeing it's like, yo, we gotta make some changes in this community. We can't have our people keep eating this crap. Let's yeah. do something healthy. And it 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 it, it put up a, a passion in me that once my money is up and or however God makes it work, I gotta put I gotta figure out a way to put more healthy options within my community. Cause bro, mm-hmm. bro, yeah. bro we need it bad. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I can't even disagree with that. Um, like too many food deserts. Yeah. Um, last question. Yes. Uh, you are from Queens. Yes. Your top five rappers from Queens. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know that many rappers from Queens. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones I got is Nas. Uh, Bob Deep. I don't know. That's it. Isn't Nicki Minaj from Queens? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's there, too. Yeah. Don't do that. Nicki Minaj is a queen. Yes. We give her that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah. She has her antics, but... It was a, it's Nicki Minaj, yeah. You saying. know, I'm not a barb, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate Onika Tanya <laughs> Mirage. She married a rapist, but it's okay. She <laughs> did. Mr. Petty it did what he did, and, you know... Boy, did he. Boy, he, my God. My gosh. I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, she did love. She love did. comes all forms and shapes yeah. and sizes and rapists. Yeah, her name is Nicki, but her name ain't Nicole. All right? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What does she do? A race in China? What is it? Yeah, uh, about a race, race in China, just a race in China for a race in China. A little bad training. Mixed in China, little, real I thick. Think likes, I think he likes Nikki a little more than we thought he did. No, 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 no. It's it's very. I've been very clear on this podcast. My <laughs> my appreciation for Nikki Minaj. I'm just not a barb. I'm not that level. I'll never be that level. And I critique well, that her level heavily. Is crazy though. I critique her heavily. Oh, as you and should. I and I judge her for her bad bars that she puts out every now and then. I, but I appreciate. I appreciate Nicki. Nah, I ain't gonna front. Like I remember when yeah. uh Nicki Minaj first came in the scene and we was I was listening to her mixtape. I was like, who is yeah. this? She's, that's that's the Nikki I want back. Who is I don't know if we're gonna ever get her woman. back. And it sucked that in New York people were 
like Queens was fucking with her. At least Queens was fucking with her. But she had to go to Atlanta to really get popping. And that, that, that used to bother me because I was like, yo, you had to go to the South. When then once she started getting popping with Gucci, now everybody in New York is really fucking. Oh, with slumber party! Huh? What a song, slumber party! That Gucci oh, Fusion. Slumber was- party. <laughs> yeah, that was a- then after that she became that uh, whatever she is now. But you know, yeah. you know that's that's her persona, Barbie, Pink, all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still, well, still an amazing artist. Yes. Well, speaking of rapes in China, we are here to talk about <laughs> yes African American automobiles, AAA. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have an expert, a, 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 a an automobile enthusiast and engineer. Yes. So we have some things. Well, we probably should have done it did a poll uh, on yes. on the socials to ask people what questions that they had. But first and foremost, I think my biggest issue when it comes to um, cars. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know much about cars i just drive them hoes uh to get to where i need to be, get to i've had some buckets back in the day joss have been in, in a couple of yes. my hoopties i <laughs> i probably have lung cancer because of the emissions <laughs> that i sucked in from brian's car that, yeah my car was, but it got, i was a carless college student so it got listen, me where, listen, it got, no see you, i just have to say this story because when i was in college one of the because i had my skills to be able to fix cars i bought a car with a refund check for a thousand dollars, and all I had to do was put two hundred dollars worth of repairs, and that car was running for me to uh, throughout the entire semester until my boy crashed the car. But outside of that, <laughs> that was wait a minute. That was a, a real simple drive by. It lasted me the entire semester until my friend crashed it. But outside of that, like what? Like listen, bro. I, I'll, I'll give you a quick synopsis. So he was driving the car. I was sleeping in the back. When I woke up, we were spinning out, and he hit a tree, and that's the end. Damn. Um, Damn. Yeah. I, listen. Wow. It was a time. I'm happy because I'm alive because that tree yeah. was supposed to take my head off. But at the end of the day, yes, that's what happened. You know okay. What okay. But um, one thing I will say, when it comes to cars, people always find it daunting. People always find it to be uh, one of the biggest things that's like almost like a scary thing. Because they understand what it's capable of, but they don't understand what to do to keep it up. Like with anything in life, you got to maintain it. Yeah. So, I mean, things break down if you're driving and you, especially with all the potholes in Atlanta mm-hmm. and New York and Houston. Jesus. At car accidents, you think you get hit, you think you hit a, a car hits you and your car's going to still run the same? It's not. You know what I'm saying? And these are all the things that you got to be aware of. Like mm-hmm. even me, as a person that knows how to fix cars, I sometimes don't want to fix cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I sometimes don't, like, if I, because I'm aware of this, here's another thing that's, it could be a little uh, uh, toxic, I guess some people would say, is because I know how long a certain thing is supposed to last, even though I know it's an issue, I'm like, I know it can last me long because I know mm-hmm. how long it can last, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. which can be problematic and it could be actually good because it's like, because that's what that's what always helps me when it comes to giving people advice is because people are like, oh my God, my car's about to explode. I was like, no, it's not. Relax. If this is what's <laughs> going to happen. This is what you should be taking care of. And this is what you can expect. Because at least if you're fully aware, whatever happens, that's on you. Mm-hmm. I did my part in helping you and impacting your life and making some kind of change. But outside of that, that's on you. You have the power at the end of the day. So I'm glad you said that. So there's one thing you see, like they said, like tune-ups. First yeah. and foremost, what the heck is a tune-up? All and right. how often should you have a tune-up? Yes, what? Because I don't know what a tune-up is. All I right. don't. First of all, 
there's is there's an old saying i have to say this there's an old saying that people keep making people think tune-ups is tune-ups is necessary not knocking that but tune-ups is not to the level where the consistency level that they always speak about so a tune-up really what a tune-up is and i'm gonna it's gonna blow your mind a Mm -hmm. tune-up is a collection of services that helps you maintain your vehicle Mm. i.e oil change replacing your spark plugs changing your wipers an inspection like things that you already do but they just put it all in one thing and they just knock it out all at once fluid flushes and that's an inspection they i mean that's a, a tune-up and there you go because mm. the idea that's why when you get a new car you do a tune-up the reason you do that is because you don't know what the hell that other person would do mm. so it's like it's like basically getting a tune-up is a doctor's checkup that's all it is it's a doctor's checkup you go there, you go to the doctor. Hey, what issues I have? These are your issues. We could do it right now for this amount of price and call it a day. All right, cool. Not saying it's going to cure everything, but it's going to at least keep you running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, one thing about it when it comes to cars and when, it, when dealing with mechanics, everything in the industry is de- dealt with fear factor. One of the things that I realized when I used to work for BMW was my sales advisor used to be like, yo, how about you tell her we got to get it done? Because if you get the sale, you get some money. Like that's kind of the the, 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 the the mindset that was given because it's like sometimes if stuff is slow, it's like, yo, we got to get this money. So just tell them, I mean, it has to be done, but just not yet. Mm-hmm. Get them to make it do it now. And, it. And, and when you're dealing with higher clientele with like people that have BMW, Mercedes and all that, it's you're a, you kind of expect them to be willing to pay for it because you bought this car. You should yeah. pay for it. So when people are kind of complaining, oh, this is too expensive. What did you expect? That's, that's, that's the idea. <laughs> so, so staying on that just a little bit, you know, let's, let's, let's go to the thing that everybody probably know about and okay. get most, most routine is that is an oil change. Okay. Right? Let's get is there it. specific things that we should be looking for? We get an oil change. Do we need to be, depending on the type of car, depends on the type of oil I need to get, you know, are they overcharging us? Like give us all the things. Okay. Cause, oil change, Cause let me tell you this. Okay. When I first started driving, my oil change was 20 something dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't, it's I don't real inexpensive. Bro, my, oil, my oil change is like a hundred something dollars now. <laughs> Easily, easily yes. hundred dollars. And I'm gonna tell you why. Inflation. That's one. Inflation. That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Two. When it comes to oil changes, it, yes, you're right. It did used to be twenty dollars. Now you could get a regular ass oil change with just changing the oil without the filter. That could make you like maybe forty to fifty dollars. But that's like the super most basic oil change you could possibly get. Like literally, you're taking out the oil, putting new oil, and that's it. While now oil changes have become more of a, a bigger service where you change the filter. Do you want fully synthetic? Do you want this? And some, and also they're charging extra if they have to put more quarts. So the idea is one quart is like like five. I mean, one a gallon is like five five quarts. If it goes past that, oh, I'm charging you because that means I gotta I gotta get more of my oil to fill your car up. So that's why a lot of time they 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 add is such an upcharge. Oil changes are necessary. Personally, if you have a car that has fully synthetic, which is supposed to be stated, um, your car can last you five thousand miles. Like you don't have to do the three thousand three month. No, you can go to five thousand miles. Once you go there, you can get an oil change. Boom. 
Now, if you had basic conventional, yeah, you could do 3,000. You can push it a little bit, like maybe to like 4,000 if you want to. But I don't suggest it, but that's what you could do. But that's like a super basic. Most cars don't really have basic anymore. They don't have mm-hmm. anymore. They have fully synthetic. That's what most of the vehicles are having now. And that's why a lot of them are. The oil changes are expensive. Fully synthetic oil is expensive as hell. Who you telling? Yeah, yeah. Old, like one one quart itself is like, if not thirty forty dollars, and you gotta get five at. Yeah. If you think about it, they're actually looking out because if you think about it, you get a whole gallon just the oil alone, and the filter is more than the service you're paying. But most people don't think about that, and I'm not gonna lie because because oil used to be so cheap back in it, and also. Oil, oil, fuel, and oil are all interconnected. So when fuel goes up, oil goes up. That's 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 the thing you got to aware about. It's like everything is a everything is affected. Inflation, fuel costs. Anytime those goes up, all oil, everything in oil changes goes up. And that's the one basic thing you have to do with your vehicle. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that. If you could do anything in your car, oil changes the least you can do. Yeah. And I, I'm like I said to Josh's point, like I remember when it was like twenty dollars, and then I remember at one point it went up to like fifty dollars. And when you was getting like the the synthetic, it was like sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and that's when you yeah. was like I'm balling. But like yeah. now, you go to get it two hundred dollars. If you go to the dealership, it's like two fifty. If you go to like the little, and I didn't even know uh, that much because when I was working BMW, it was like. Nah, it was like three hundred. I'm stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like three hundred. Because because Frank got an Infinity, so it's the air filter inside the engine, oh. and then there's a, a cabin air filter too, and they charge like fifty dollars for them during air filters. So like, it's yeah. I have so to I say. I do that job myself now. I do the cabin one myself. Yes, as you should, because that's why I was yeah. like, bro, that what that's like t- fifteen dollars easy one two three. Uh, the air filter that's easy too. You could just pop the hood. And there's like a uh, a tube that's going from the engine, and you mm-hmm. can see a black box. It's always in a black pop box connected to a tube. That's where your air filter is always going to be, and that's easy. You just pop the top off, put the filter in, close it. Not yeah, it's easy. So, yeah. It's, it's that you could save yourself so much money by doing these basic services. And I tell people that all the time. But you know, sometimes it's convenient. You know, you just want to get yeah. it done, and yeah, it yeah. I would yeah. pay for convenience, but like to a certain extent, like when they'd be like, "You need your windshield wipers changed," I said, "Okay." I'm gonna go down to the O O O O Riley's auto parts and do it myself. My dad taught me that. You know what I'm saying? My dad taught me that at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for certain things I can't do. Um, but I think so many people. I think the more we get, we move forward in the different generations and technology, the less handy we we have become. Yes, I agree. Because right? there's so many. Because like I don't know how to do any of that stuff, but I know people who even know how to do even less than me. Oh, I can. Of course. So so. I guess the question to that is, what are some what are some things like you just kind of described about the, the air filter? What are yeah. some other kind of practical things that people can do just on their own? Oh, on like their easy own. to do easy. to maintain and oh. keep up with their car. Okay, uh, first things first, windshield wipers. That's actually not as hard as people think it is. You just is it's literally one of the first things that help people understand what to do if they really don't know what to do. Yeah. Go to advanced auto parts or go to any local part shop. When you do get a windshield wiper, watch them do it. Watch them how they do yours. Not everybody else's, how they do your windshield wipers. Once you got the idea and understand it, now next time you buy it, you do it yourself. Once you can see it, do it. And the people I have to understand when it comes to auto repair, it's about plug and play. It's about having Mm -hmm. the willingness to try something and not be scared of it. Because I used to think it was very daunting myself until I got into the field. Mm -hmm. Then I realized, 
It's not as hard as you think it is. It's following instructions and understanding, hey, this can hurt me. This can hurt me. This can be hot. That can be hot. You twist this, you get this. Like it's 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 pretty basic in the knowledge of how to do it. But also sometimes I, I do have to think about my mind thinks differently from a lot of people. So to me, of course, that's what makes it my gift because it's it's seamless for me. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other anybody can get it. If I if I had a moment where I could stand somebody here and teach them, they will get pick it up. Um, we got windshield wipers. You could do oil change. It can be depending on the car. It can be hard, but most of them are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do air filter or cabin air filter. Cabin air filter is right on the glove box usually. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be the center of the dash, um, or by the engine. Those are like the two other odd places. The engine air filter is always in the engine. You ain't got to worry about that. That's there. Um, if you got a check engine light, a simple thing. The reason I say it's easy: go to a local part shop. Say I got a check engine light. They'll tell mm-hmm. you what it is. Don't go to a mechanic and say my car is about to die or some. No, because then they'll charge you arm and leg and just say, hey, it's diagnostic. And do, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. Go to the local part shop. They'll put it in for free and then tell you what it is. Now, once you have an idea where it is, then you worry about all the costs. In there. But that's something easy because the thing is, a lot of the people don't understand. A lot of times you get check engine lights because you left the gas cap loose. The gas mm. cap. Like, like, you know, when you twist the gas cap, if you don't hit yeah. it. That means it's considered loose because the click is telling you it's it's sealed tight. So when you run the engine and you have it open, it's gonna say there's an air leak coming out of the gas. And technically, yeah. yeah. And it says, yo, go check the engine because if there's an air leak, it causes a lot of problems, causes a lot of issues, causes a lot of uh, causes your car to run very badly, and it bring lowers your fuel economy. Pretty 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 understandable. So when you do see the check engine light, and that's why I always tell people, like, what are some issues that you're having when you get the check engine light? Because there's a list of things that you can, that you are be aware of when it comes yeah. to the check engine. It's not the worst thing in the world. It can be, but most of the time it's not. Um, yeah, those are like the basic things. You could do brakes, but that depends on you advanced. how you advanced. <laughs> and you're willing to go. I ain't fooling with brakes. I ain't fooling with no brakes. I didn't see my brakes be changed before. I said, I, I, I've seen people do it. I, I've taught people do it. I've done it myself. I'm not going to lie, doing it in the street is kind of tedious, especially if you're in a hot ass area. Boy, that's some tedious work. But you can do it. It's something that can be done. I yeah. wouldn't suggest it for everybody, but you know, that's. That's like upper tier level, but mm-hmm. um, anything else that's easy? No, those the first thing. So we got windshield wipers, oil change, cabin air filter, air filter, and if you got a check engine light, you know where you need to go. Local part shop. Those are the five things that's like super easy to do. You don't even have to think twice about. But gotcha. yeah, I just changed my battery like last week. So oh yeah, you can change your battery. Thanks for reminding me of yeah. You can change your battery. Just remember, red on red, black on black. black red before black, not black before red, because you're going to shock yourself. But, I don't yeah. none of that. Because when I go to Advanced Auto Parts, and that sign say free battery installation. And I, and I sat there, and listen, let me tell you, I sat there and watched the woman change my battery with no shame. I said, yeah, there you go, girl. I, I don't care. Ain't no misogyny over here. You listen. are qualified and certified. I just paid you 200 some odd dollars for the battery. 
Put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't watch it, Josh, because I didn't plan on ever doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I let her do it. I was texting and everything. Yeah. yeah listen, listen. But if, listen. if y'all want to do that, Brian, you do your thing. Listen, I ain't change it. My car died in it, my car died in the garage. So uh, I couldn't get I couldn't get it there. And I didn't want to jump in and stuff like that. So I was yeah. just like, you know what? Let me go down there, <laughs> unplug a few things, put that thing in there. And you know, I felt mm. like then my, my dad at football practice one time. I jumped in and went straight to advance out of pause. I said, I need a battery. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this at all. Yes, mm. I, I, I understand it. And that's the thing. <sighs> one of the things that I always try to help people understand, and this is also also part of the community event that I'm trying to do, is I want people to just know it. Know the basics. At least have yeah. it to say, I have the skill. You don't have right. to utilize it. But you cannot say I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. You know what I mean? And and one of the things that I, I love is just that if you know something, if I love when people say, yo, because of your videos, I was able to learn something. I was able to do this. I was able to pinpoint this issue. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, because mm-hmm. people ask me questions every single day. And I'm able to say, okay, this, because mind you, people be wanting me to diagnose their car and I'm all the way in Houston. Like, how? How? <laughs> All I could do is ask you questions and you could just help me. I can guide you there. But outside yeah. of that, I, I, it's, it's one of, it, it brings me joy to know that, hey, I fixed this because of you. Yeah. That's what I'm doing what I need to do. I'm doing yeah. the, I'm being impactful. Like, oh, another thing, <laughs> changing the tire. That's, I know that's, <laughs> I just I know that's, a big thing. <laughs> that's a big thing people struggle with. I'm going to teach my daughters how to change their tire. My my daughters have seen me change a tire, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure they know it for sure. Yeah. That's another thing that's also part of a community event where I'm yeah. gonna show you and I need you to do it yourself. You ain't gotta do it all the time, but you gotta be able to know and have the idea of how yeah. to Yeah. Yeah. And that's what question I was gonna ask because I know like like Josh said earlier, like we've gotten less handy. Yeah. Especially even like even like men, like we back in the day, I'm pretty sure like older men, like our dads probably can go out there and just do rent. Like my dad can yeah. fix cars and stuff like that. I don't know nothing about a car. Like, mm-hmm. right. My whole thing was like, I want to make enough money so I can just send it to the shop and somebody can do it for me. Right. My older brother can do anything with a car. My dad can do anything with a car. What are some things that you feel like young men or even young ladies uh, should know how to do? And I know you talk about community and stuff like that. What are some things you, you're doing in the community to try to let the hope that next generation to not lose some of mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. that that car handiness, I guess that's for lack of better words. It, that's you see, you, you're you're proving to me how much my the community event that I'm doing means so much more. Like because like at least the the basic things I always say is at least knowing those five things that I said like it's simple to do to repair, knowing that and understand how to change a tire because you know why. A tire is gonna blow all, like this. It's gonna be moments where tire blows out all the time. What are you yeah. gonna do? Just sit there and, and wait, for, wait for something to change, or you could call your dad. And you know, with ladies, I, I don't, I don't. You could suggest call your dad or call the AAA. But sometimes two o'clock in the morning, what you gonna do then? You're probably yeah. gonna wait there for hours. Yeah, you do understand people don't be up around those times. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? You you're just gonna sit there and wait hours until you get your, your tire change your tire, or you're gonna do it yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? These are skills. Like one of the things that I personally, outside of learning learn how to fix cars, I want to know how to build a house mm-hmm. because I want to be able to say, I know how to do that because they said mm-hmm. they used to do it back in the day. So if it, it shouldn't be that hard if they used to do it back in the day. That's that's my mentality. Like yeah. I want to build a house from the ground up at least or watch how they do it and understand yeah. how, they, 
how the concept mm-hmm. is because <clears throat> these are like little these are skills that we should know like honestly as men we should know like plumbing we should at least know basic plumbing to fix the, and when you fix a car you also understand plumbing because you deal with liquids you deal with fluids yeah. and if you understand how piping works in a vehicle you're gonna understand how piping works in a house there's of course there's gonna be nuances which mm-hmm. with everything but outside the basic concept is there yeah you know, with women um I, I i i suggest i don't want them to get dirty but if they know how to change a tire just so you don't have to rely on somebody or wait on somebody where you could take care of the things yourself you don't have to but it's good to know it's, yeah. it's it's one of those things, you know what I'm saying? But as men, we do need to like be better with our hands. And yeah. with technology, as technology gets bigger and bigger and more AI and robots, which I embrace, they're gonna stop you from me. You're gonna be so dependent on technology that you're not gonna do how you're not gonna know how to do anything at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love like my like something that brings me joy is fixing things. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I thrive in that. Like, oh, I want you to build a table. Yes. All right, let's do it. I, I want you to to <laughs> uh, set up a, a cabinet for real. Okay, like that. That stuff like brings me joy because at the end of the day, I know I built something that has brought some like it's brought either a seating, safety, some kind of impact because that table yeah. is beyond past me until it breaks but <laughs> past it, that's, a, that's a that's a form of leaving legacy but people don't you got to think of it in that way and that's how you bring intention to the things you're doing josh that is such that is such a perspective because every time my wife brings home a box <laughs> parts and tools i i, I grieve because <laughs> i have to I have to sit there and put this together and just, you mean, especially if it comes from ikea my oh, god oh, it's, nah, that's nineteen thousand parts a minute bro oh, yeah i can't be od yeah we oh. had a we had a a tv entertainment thing that we got for our when we first got married it mm-hmm. traveled through four moves because i was like that thing took me three hours to put together. <laughs> we never. We just got rid of it. We moved in this house. I said we're never getting rid of that thing. Um, but no, I, I do agree because I've been taught how to change a tire. So I look mm-hmm. in. I have the skill set. Um, have I called my roadside assistance because I paid progressive to do it? Of course. Um, but at the same time, if push came, if push came to shove, mm-hmm. right, I could get out there and reignite that learning yeah, and yeah. do it if I needed to do it. But that leads me to. Um, some questions, particularly, I ain't gonna say is unique to the black experience or to black culture, oh, but yeah. I think these are some things that I only hear us talking about. So I, I want to bust down some myths. Oh, I love it! I love and, it. And one of them being, Brian, I know you heard this before, and maybe yeah. not because y'all y'all don't have real winters over there in, in California. But in the winter, you got to warm that car up. Do we do we have to warm our car up in the winter? I, I'm gonna squash <laughs> this myth. Bro, I, I want my car up every every morning in the wood. I have to face like huge arguments. And I'm like, bro, I do this. I literally work on these cars. I understand the system from in and out, back and front. But it's like, nope, that's not what my mama told me. Nope, that's not what my grandmama told me. Nope, that's not. I said, well, your grandmama's dead. What are you going to do? Like, like, it's not the truth. Like, that's, like, we, we as, sometimes we have certain biases when you have somebody that actually can give you facts and it's because biases is so strong, it doesn't matter anything. And that's with anything. It's the same thing we do with rumors. You hear a rumor? I believe in it so much. I don't care if you brought truth to it. The rumor is true to me because we believe, the lie sounds better than the truth. All right, 
one of the things when it comes to warming up your car, not anymore. We don't have to do it anymore. And I will okay. tell you why. In the beginning, the reason we had to warm up our car was because back in the day, we had carburetors. I know you heard of it. You may not dealt, deal with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime you take your car to your uncle, he'd be like, it's your carburetor. Yeah, it don't matter yeah. what's wrong with yeah, that's, that's, that's what's wrong. It's your carburetor. Sound like the, sound like the carburetor. Sound like the carburetor. Sound like the carburetor. Right. <laughs> Mind you, the carburetor was such a... It did its purpose as in getting the car to move, but it was such a terrible system. So hold on real quick. What is a carburetor? Hold on. We ain't got carburetors in our cars no more. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Brother, I I told you. (laughs) So no. The last car that had a carburetor was in 94. Okay. Oh. We had carburetors for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) So let me help you understand. That's why I'm here. That's my job. Yeah, educators. Back in the day when you had carburetors, it had to well up. It had to warm up so it can send fuel into the system. Mm-hmm. So the carburetor basically was a, a, a tool that, uh, not a, yeah, a tool that basically shoot fuel into your vehicle. It will well up, it will gather the fuel, warm it up, send it back in the system, start your car. Boom. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty easy to understand. You warm it up because you want it to run efficiently. Now we have fuel injector systems that is run by computers. <laughs> Wow, that's why we don't need it because when you start the car up, it's actually better to get it running because now your car is moving at an optimal uh, temperature, optimal uh, um, efficiency sooner. Instead of warming up for 10 minutes, you could just leave and then mm. it warms up. My God. So these niggas were saying like, the last like, that's, 20 years. That's what people got to say. The reason it works that way because the computers understand the temperature it needs to be in, it shoots it. it. You don't have to do it. All you have to do is. Start it up, and it shoots the fuel in the car. Boom! Let's start it. And my God! So I, cause I, cause I still let up my oh, garage and do my, my my automatic start before I get in there. Pause. And I let it sit until I get to my coffee grinding. <laughs> Pause. I do have to say, <laughs> if you're in areas like Chicago where it gets super cold, like negative temperatures, anywhere where you're going into like really like negative twenty, like anything below negative twenty uh temperatures. You are honestly, yeah, you should warm it up because your your car is damn near frozen. Like I'm saying, that's mm. a different story. But if you're in like moderate temperature areas or places that's hot, yo, take your car and go. So if it's like, so if Atlanta, if it's like 35 degrees, oh, I can just fine. drive. You can keep, you can keep driving. Okay. If, if I'm telling you negative temperatures because temperatures where it basically temperatures below freezing, that's that's because the only reason that you have to warm it up because your fuel is some of your fuel lines might be frozen, so you just got to heat it up. So that's why you want. Mm. That's the only okay. reason. But that's below okay. freezing. How many places is it below freezing? Not that many. Okay. Alaska, Canada. Okay, Chicago, brother. I mean, brother I mean, I mean. <laughs> not that many. So, so Let's go on the next myth. We only really, we only really need to roll more cars. Just really, just for for heat. That's it. I just yeah. Point. That's it. Yeah. It's, and back in the day, it was necessary, very necessary. Yeah. Mind you, grandma and grandpa, they understood that because that was their time. It was the whole system was necessary. But now, no, we, we're more efficient. Um, all right. So question would be fuel, type of fuel, right? Mm. They say that the premium is so much better than the regular. Is that true? Unled me. Regular unled me. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the whole idea now. Premium does nothing to a car that takes regular. Simple. 
You know why? Because it's built to only take. You put premium, it's still going to run like it's regular because it doesn't do anything. You're just paying more money for gas. That you, because there's an area, me. there's an area, you know where the, uh, the fuel gauge is? Where the fuel gauge, it says, oh, actually, matter of fact, when you pop the, uh, pop the, uh, the top, where, um, when you open the fuel cap, yeah. it says what type of fuel you need. If it says regular unleaded, it's just stay there. Now, if you got like a, uh, let's say AMG, Mercedes AMG, that's a high performance vehicle or a, a BMW M series. Those are high performance vehicles. If you have those type of vehicles, they're going to take premium because the whole idea of premium is um, there's this thing called octane. Octane is what uh, basically builds the performance in your vehicle. It's what helps the fuel run better, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got a high performance vehicle, you need better fuel that pushes your car so you can perform the way it needs to. You mm -hmm. can't go regular because regular is just going to keep it standard. While if you so if you see vehicles that say premium, it's because their their engines are built to perform a certain way and it needs that type of fuel. And that's why it can't take regular. And then you'll be like, oh, why does my car feel sluggish when it only takes premium? Because it's not running to the level that it needs to run. And that's why mm -hmm. it's only premium. So putting premium in a regular car, it's not going to make a difference. Putting mid-grade, it's not going to put, <laughs> that's still not going to make a difference. Mid-grade is also something just to sell more, just to sell more fuel. It's just an in-betweener. You don't have to do that. Like Larry, it's either regular or premium. Call it a day. Now, if you have a, a, a race car, there's a fuel level, I forgot what it's called, like jet fuel, that, that's, that's, that's far in the head. That's like 200 octane. That's if only if you're racing and certain places have it, not, not all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So one more last question for this, yeah. for this segment, um, going around, it's not really a myth, but it's just something that I know happens a lot in the winter time or colder season, or even just in temperature shifts, you, you crank up your car. And your your, your your tire pressure light on. Oh, you know, why does that happen? Because um, I, I just bought these tires, Josh, and this tire <laughs> pressure light on, and you know, and the, and the temperature just went from sixty five to fifty. You know, what, what is going on? Should we should we fill it up immediately? Could we drive around and then let it balance itself back out? Like, okay, that's happened to me before. Like, well, it, it's been on, and I, I would drive on my way to get air. It'll cut off because the pressure has leveled itself out. That's that's. That's um pretty understandable. It happens. Mm -hmm. To be honest, it happens all the time. Okay. Um, when you when it comes to feeling air pressure, uh, when it's hot, the air expands. So it tends to uh, when you put air in it, it tends to last a little bit longer. While when it's cold, the air sinks, so it tends to drop in the pressure that it has because it's colder. Mm -hmm. So that's what happens when it gets colder. All of a sudden, the light comes on because you're just at the level that it needs to be. And now it's cold. Oh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Now it's going to show, oh, tire pressure light on. When all you have to do is just fill it up with the air. And that, because once it gets cold, you just got to match with the temperature. Because the air, the air sinks or gets, I, I, not less dense, because I want to use the um, incorrect words. But it, it's, there's something that goes on with the cold and the air kind of is not the same way as mm -hmm. it was before. And that's why it does that. Because in the summertime, like it'll, it won't tell you have too much pressure, but there's going to be moments where you find out you have too much pressure because you done put so much damn air in it because in the summertime it expands. And that's the thing you got to understand. It's not there's something wrong unless you do have a nail. Then, you know, that one. Yeah. But if you have a nail, then yeah, that can, that can cause some issues and it may come out when it's, you know, when it's cold, because that's how you, some, a lot of people tend to find issues is they're putting in air and all of a sudden it comes back on because oh, you got a nail in it, but you assume it's the cold, but it's not really. And another thing um, 
people need to understand when it comes to uh, tire pressure. If you fill your tires too much, all depending on what tire, type of tires, you create bubbles. You mm. ever see a car where it got like a like a bump on it? Like like mm-hmm. you ever seen a vehicle? That's a bubble. That's because one, they either put too much um, too much um, air in it, and when you put too much air in it, every time you hit a pothole, it starts to build up that pressure in, in a certain spot, and it becomes a bubble. That means when you see that bubble, that means your car is about to pop because those bubbles make your tires pop very easily. Mm. And yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's almost like a blister. That's what, that's how you can think about it. It's like a blister. If you hit it the right way, boom, your the thing is exploded easily. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So be careful when you put a, put more air than you're supposed to. Because gotcha. when you do, you can create bubbles and that can cause a whole lot of issues. Oh, so that's a on tire. I take my car, I pull up, the niggas put the air in it for me. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Call it <laughs> and, and shout out to Nissan because when, when I put air in my at the at the at the quick trip because it's free. It 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 uh the horn goes off when it reaches its pressure limit. Yeah. And if you keep going, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna keep it's gonna yeah. go like five or six times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, know what I'm saying. That's a lot of the they're putting the new updated um, tire pressure machines out mm-hmm. in the gas stations now because that's become a thing that everybody wants because most people. The bolt before is the dial where you have to try to guess what it says because the dials be so tiny and if you don't know how to read it, you're not gonna know. You'd be like, it looks full. The light's gone. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what that matters. While now you set it to like you put whatever you. Oh, another thing when you open your door jam, it's right on the bottom next to your door jam, and that's where your tire pressure uh, indications is. So if it's like 37, 37, 36, 36, just open your front door, look at the bottom, and it's right there. You'll see it. And now you put what whatever the number is and set it to the machine, and then it'll do it for you. There you go. Easy, easy breezy. Sounds good. Well, yeah. also, well I, that was a great information about uh, cars and yes, African American automobiles. We are super excited to learn some new things. We we know what a carburetor is, and we know that they don't exist they don't in our exist. cars anymore. <laughs> uh, before we head out, Josh, is there anything you want to say, or before we go to um, the. Uh, one thing I want to say is just thank you. Just thank you. That's the biggest thing. I hope this interview is uh, uh, well watched, well listened interview, and it helped. It's very helpful that people can go back and see that all the information that I've given them has helped them in some kind of way. Because my goal is, regardless, maybe I, whenever I do pass, whenever I go meet God again, at least my legacy was left in so many different mediums where they can go. It's like. I remember that man. He helped change my life when it came to this. Now wait a minute, Josh. You gonna meet him again? You didn't seen him before? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I mean, he brought us here. We gonna meet him again sooner or later. Like, <laughs> nah, <I'm just> I, <laughs> 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 all right. But we gonna actually stick around for a quick second. We're gonna go to our black, well, not black person, self care. Well, in pockets of joy segment now. Yes. yes. Uh, so stick around for a little bit, uh, and we're gonna head over there. All right. Let's no do problem. it. All right. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, puzzle pieces. Thank you very much for sticking around. Thank you, Josh, for hanging out with us for a little bit longer. Uh, this is our pockets of joy segment where we talk about things that we're doing to intentionally uh, bring us joy, either a regimen, something, whatever it is to bring you joy. So, Josh, uh, what are you doing and currently doing or planning on doing to uh, bring you intentional joy? Okay, okay, I love this question. So, um. In the season of my life, I've been doing a lot of things to take care of myself, um, better be more intentional with me, loving mm-hmm. me, I guess you could say. One of the first things I, I do now, I haven't done that lately, but I used to do that. No, I do it damn near every day. 
I talk to myself in the mirror every single day. I don't care how crazy I sound. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I speak highly of myself because I, for a long time, I had very negative thoughts about myself. And ever since I've been doing it, it's been making me feel better. You call it delusion. I could care less, but it makes me feel better. Um, second thing, thanks to my wife, uh, a skincare routine. I thought it was, I thought it was stupid. I was like, I'm a man. Why do I need that? I don't got no breakouts. So there's no reason, but I've been doing one and I've been loving it. And I'm looking for more products to increase that under, under eye stuff. Uh, the little face mask. I'm trying to do it all. Like I, I love it. I even got a little, uh, uh face scrubber. That's a machine. That's going to scrub mm-hmm. my face as a exfoliating. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that word before. But now I do. So <laughs> that's one of the things I, I'm doing now. A second thing, the um, third thing I do is I take walks. I just really just walk, like literally walk around the area. There's like a walking trail that I've been doing. I'll drop my wife to work and I'll get out and walk. I sometimes take 45 minutes, sometimes take 30 minutes, sometimes it takes 20. It all depends on how far I want to walk. And then I just walk and just enjoy nature, spend time with God, uh, listen to music, whatever. It's It makes me feel good. And it's almost like a workout. Um, and the last thing, or the last thing I'm planning on adding is uh, just as as I'm feeling better about myself, I want to show let my clothes show that. So now I'm actually gonna I'm starting to shop. Oh. I never cared to do that, but now that's, I am. Oh. So that is something that's gonna make me take care of myself or make me. So one day my wife was like, because I started doing skincare routine, she's like, "Yo, you're glowing." I said, "What me?" <laughs> oh, I need my clothes to glow too. Because if my face is glowing, that listen. means I'm getting more handsome. I need my clothes to look good act, too. Act different on us. Act That's different. Like, listen, I need to <laughs> glow all us. around. Like, listen, <laughs> I need to glow all around. I need my mind to be glowing. I need my face to be glowing. I need my clothes to be glowing. Shoot, I need to be a whole light bulb. I, I, that's that's how much I'm glowing. Light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those good. are the things that I've been um, um, doing religiously oh of course meditate prayer and meditation that, that's like mm. the beginning of the day but outside those are my go-tos that's been doing and it's been very helpful honestly sounds good rogers um this weekend in particular sunday is national cinema day Ooh. so amc has all movie tickets for four dollars and all food combos for five so i'll probably go see the new why, why, why am i not finding out about this now i just i just saw that on the instagram um Somebody just reposted it, so I'm like, cool. So I'm gonna go see Ninja Turtles with the boys, probably and go see Barbie. Ooh, I want to see Barbie. Yeah, I, I heard it's a great movie. movie. Yeah, so I want to go see it, and uh, yeah, that's probably what I do. I enjoy the movies. I'm going out of town Sunday night, so it'll also be some necessary I'm, family time before I before I hit the skyways again. How about you, Brian? Uh, I'm gonna fire up the grill just because oh. summer's almost over. Are you gonna fire up your charcoal grill or that or that electric one? <laughs> the charcoal one. Okay, thank oh. you, Lord. <laughs> okay. With the, with the little grill marks. You thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna fire that one up. Because if you use, I'm gonna tell you, people, if you use electric grill, just bake it. Just bake it. <laughs> just bake it. It's an outside oven. It's like. <laughs> 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 yeah, the chocolate. I'm just gonna buy some random meat. I'm gonna throw it on there because summer's almost over. Like we're transitioning to fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I turned my grill on since last year. Maybe I don't know if I mm-hmm. did anything last year. So mm-hmm. just because. All right. Well, before we wrap up and leave, Josh, we want to appreciate you for coming on to the podcast, man. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Before we let you go, totally tell the people how they can connect with you and Crit Car and everything that you got going on. Okay. Give us your socials. All that. My socials for TikTok, Instagram, Twitter is King uh, King Regis underscore. That's my um, socials. 
Uh, my uh, business, my startup is uh, Kirkar, which is K-R-I-T-K-A-R-R.com or K-R-I-T-K-A-R-R, all socials. And you will find us and you will be updated on our progress. We're, we're actually going to go through a revamp soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, I promise you, we're going to be one of the biggest unicorn, black unicorn companies ever to come. You're going to see a, 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 a stock ticker soon one day. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to even tell you the stock ticker now, just so you can be aware. It's going to be KTKR. And then when you see that, just know I said it to you right now. Remember, I said Listen. And I will invest. That's we love it. it. All we right. Love it. Well, okay, we do appreciate it. Uh, time for where we going? What's the next segment? The PO box. Uh, let's do PO it. Box. All right. Let's go. All right. All right, good people. We are at the PO box, and you know what it is. Rodney Jenkins did what he always does, and it's bring us our letter on time. But before we get into that, we're gonna let you know that you too can be featured on the Jigsaw by writing in to ask the Jigsaw. That is A S K the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We'll do a few things. We will give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns. We're going to give you also the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive for Sister Tyson's internet. So, Brian, yes, who do we have and what do they want? Okay. Again, thank you to the Marvelettes uh, for this this segment. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> Shout out. Uh, so pronouns she yes. her. Mmm. Mmm. Let's go, Sinclair James. Since Sinclair we... James. That's good. Shout out, living single. Yes. We don't know how they're related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. All right. Uh, I'm a 40 year old woman and recently started dating a younger man. Uh, he is 32. I was skeptical at first, but he proved to be very mature. Uh, we have been together for six months and most things are cool. However, he is a gamer. Mm. All right. Like I knew he played 2K, but this dude is on all on live. He's competing. It is not a problem at the base, but it seems excessive. I don't want to break with him, but I don't know how I feel about it overall. Am I overthinking or should I just let it be or even move on? Thanks. I love y'all. Sinclair James. Mm. So the man is a gamer. Yeah. He games, but he's really involved in the gaming. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's, there's an age difference. She doesn't understand it and doesn't know if it's excessive or not. Um, Josh, you want to start off this one or you want me to go for it? I'm going to let you go for it. Um, I don't, I'm not, I game, I have, I have consoles. I play Same. video games. Same. Um, I don't play with anybody over the interwebs or anything like that. So nope. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, and I also play <clears throat> games at a time to where there's nothing else. It's not like family time or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to mm -hmm. play, I'm playing mm -hmm. late at night when the girls are asleep. Yeah. Uh, I may play during the day when I got like a break from work. But uh, I don't. I'm not an. I'm not a gamer person. But I play yeah. video games. So I don't know if this is excessive or not. I guess my th thought process was they to answer your question. What should you do? I have a conversation um, and find out some compromise things of that nature. Say, hey, I know you love your video games, stuff like that. Uh, and however, can we work on maybe a not a schedule? That sounds a little, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but can we gonna discuss some time that I would like to have? You know, I guess figure out, what, have a conversation. What time is he playing? Yeah. And then I guess the alternative is like, what what is it that you want to do during that time? Mm -hmm. Is it that you just mad that he's playing video games? Or is it something like it's at 730 when it's dinner time 
and maybe you cook dinner and you want to spend this quality time together? Uh, is it at, you know, Saturdays when you want to run errands and do things as a couple? Like, to me, have the conversation to figure out what that, again, break down what it is regarding um, time management. Uh, is it something regarding your feelings as far as what you want to do? That's That was my concern. What about you, Josh? Yeah, no, so I wonder... Is it really taken away from their time, or does she just not understand the whole interest in gaming? Right. She never said that. At least you didn't put it in here, so I'm making assumptions. And yeah. we know what happens when we assume, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You never said that you felt like you were missing quality time. You just yeah. said that it seems excessive because of the depth of his playing. Right. So that could be interpreted the way Brian just did it. Like, it's excessive because he plays a lot. Mm-hmm. Or is it, is it excessive because you don't expect a grown man to be that involved in video games? Right. Yeah, that's a great, that, great point. And if that's the case, then you that man is who he is. And I don't suggest you having a conversation seeking to change him. Now, if he is like on the game all day and night, mm-hmm. like, you know, the what is it, the stereotypical trope of like being in your mama's basement just on games, like then yeah. But I don't I don't know based on how you come off, if that was the case, I don't know that you would still been with him anyway. I don't know if you would lasted this long. Right. So I agree in having a conversation mm-hmm. to express how you feel, but I also I also think that if it's just you not understanding the culture, yeah. they have a understand have a conversation to get a better understanding because that could be how that man decompresses. I know Brian, yeah, you talk about how you do it. Say that. Mm-hmm. I do it sometimes to decompress. But I also do it because my sons are into video games, so I play with them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do play most of the time these days. But also, if that's that man's genuine hobby, yeah, don't, don't take that from him. Yeah, find ways to. Allow that to be a part of who he is. Because, again, you didn't mention anything about him being bummy, not having a job. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't mention any of that. So, right. if that's his one hobby, then let him have that and just figure out ways that you can be more involved if you just, if you like mm-hmm. to. Or, like, to Brian's point, not to have a schedule, but, like, blockout times where yeah. y'all are intentionally engaging and blah, blah, blah. Because <clears throat> if this goes any further, because... Mm-hmm. You're a woman of a particular age, right? Mm-hmm. And if you are looking for something more serious and long-term, be that marriage or whatever, then this is something you have to really consider, right? Yeah. And I say you're a woman of a particular age because I don't know many women dating at the at those ages who aren't looking for monogamy, like, or deep, serious relationships, marriage and all that different kind of stuff, right? And if you fall into that category, which is fine, um, then this is something you really want to explore because you don't need this to be a, you don't want video games to be an issue in your, in your possible marriage. No. Um, so anyway, that's how I would approach it, but yeah. I, I hope y'all figured it out. Shout out to their brother, you know? Yeah, shout out to him. And also, uh, you said competing, so competitions can be lucrative. Like you make, yeah. You're making money. With, if, if you get on, what is it, Twitch? Twitch. Yeah. Um, there's like, they have 2K leagues where like people put up money and they win and stuff like that. So he we can saw be- that in that, in that terrible show to Shy. <laughs> In the in the recent season, I ain't started this season I, yet. But yeah. this most recent season, like, well, yeah. didn't he like start a video gaming league or something? It was Mama he thought he was selling drugs. Yeah, he <laughs> made, like all thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't stop the bag. If don't stop the bag, money. sis. Don't do and it. Don't stop the bag. And I don't. And here's the other thing. I don't think I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna let myself. My grandma said, "I'm gonna say this part, and I'm gonna let it go." Mm-hmm. I don't think the eight year age difference indicates his love for gaming. There are grown older men yeah and women who game yeah right um if anything i think your age difference is it may be some i don't think i'm gonna say it this way i don't think him being younger than you means that that's why he's a gamer because he could be 40 and be a gamer yeah right so just take that take that in consideration as well Mm -hmm. right because you because it'll be just your look if y'all broke up and you meet a 42 year old who play 2k all day oh Right, <laughs> and you and you be mad, right? Mm-hmm. So Sinclair, I hope we helped. Maybe we didn't, but right. Brian, 
great conversation. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around for a greater conversation. This is where Josh and I get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time. Tomorrow's not promised, so cuss them out today. Yeah. Josh, is there something you want to get off your chest? Yes, Atlanta Police Department. Okay. So I was, I was, I went to hang out with my friend Johnny. We hadn't hung out all summer. I mean, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And we decided, you know what, let's just go hang out a little bit. So we were going to meet at this um this place called Reverb. It's like a got a rooftop, chill vibes. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons had a preseason game. Okay. And they were letting out. Police were directing traffic. But, bro, they had key streets blocked off that made traffic actually worse mm-hmm. than what it could have been. I was literally <clears throat> 0.1 miles away from my destination, and it took me another 20 minutes to get there. And I had to park two blocks away just to end up walking there, which wasn't a problem because that area is changing, so it's not as you know, sketch as it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I went through all of that. Like, it took me an additional, well, a 30-minute ride to downtown, turned into almost a 55-minute ride because 20 of that was trying to navigate mm-hmm. these, because GPS wasn't smart. Siri wasn't smart enough to pick up on the fact mm-hmm. that APD had closed his street. Uh, and it wasn't officially blocked off, so it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have picked it up. It was just them saying, you know, yeah, signaling yeah. me to go. And I'm just like, I need to turn just right here. Mm-hmm. Just right. I would have been cool if you would let a whole bunch of pedestrians cross, let a bunch of cars come, yeah. and more pedestrians. Like, but you, they, bro, they literally block. And then here's that you know, downtown, a bunch mm-hmm. of streets are already one ways anyway. Yeah. So when you miss that turn, you got to go like two more blocks just to make a huge. It was, yeah. it was, I was so, I was so frustrated that by the time I parked, I was like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I, was, ready, I was ready to go at that point. Yeah. And I think Atlanta is from from the airport to anything is an inefficient city. Like it just Bro, don't make sense. It is so poorly mapped out. Whoever uh, these city planners were, were it's, trash. it's terrible. And then even like now, when you consider like the stuff that they do, like they'll do trap, they'll do construction in the middle of the day during rush hours. Like, yes. Like why would you do that? Like you know, it's just a, it's just annoying. So sometimes it's annoying. It's, so you don't want to go downtown sometimes because stuff don't make any sense. Y'all will plan. Y'all will book multiple events at the exact same time that's gonna let out at the exact same time. Like, yep. like I remember one year you have a yeah. We have we, there was a football game going on, a Taylor Swift concert in the Georgia Dome, and there was another concert in the Dern State Bar Marina. All letting out at the same time. Like, so imagine the level of traffic. Like, like I know people gotta get their money, but like just think about Atlanta doesn't they don't make smart choices and our public transit system isn't sophisticated enough it's to handle not. that rope like you know what I'm saying like Marta is cool but it's not like the the um the it's New not York like trains subway, and all no. that kind of stuff yeah so like it's just it's inefficient like the yeah. city planning the transit from top to bottom Atlanta is not the best city when it comes to like efficiency yeah um, but you know, I, I love Atlanta. I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. So um, yeah. I just, I just deal with it. Yeah, I live here. Shout out to Atlanta mayor. Shout out to Andre. Yeah. All right, Brian. Um, uh, real quick, uh, I was, I didn't watch, but I saw a couple of clips from uh, Larry Elder from uh, on the Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, black conservative. Um, mm, you said enough. And <laughs> it's, it's really political. Politics is coming up soon. We know voting is next year, so. November of this year is about to get crazy because, uh, mm. you know, by the year cycle, all that kind of stuff. And just going forward, just folks, it really bothers me because 
people nowadays don't really care about what's right. Mm-hmm. They just care about what side they're on. Mm-hmm. So bias uh, has increased. Um, nuance doesn't exist anymore. Like, like it's just to me, it's I'm going to side with my party regardless of what it is. I'm going to find talking points. I'm going to find issues to just defend my party, toe the party line. And it's going to both for Democrats and Republicans. So I'm not just yeah. going to anybody in particular, but it's just it's just really frustrating, really annoying that y'all niggas really don't care about us. Like y'all just care about your quote unquote constituents, which is really your your lobbyists, your donors, uh, to kind of get to do what they we want them to do. Like you can literally have opinions about something, um, and you can agree with certain things, but I, I don't agree with that part. I agree with this. You can sit mm-hmm. there and say, "Man, systemic racism is a thing, right? Things have gotten better." However, there are still some areas of improvement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and there's and you can still hold black people accountable for some things that we can do as a community to uplift ourselves. Not saying, "Oh, system racism doesn't exist," and you're you're just you're staying within that idea. You can say, "Yes, you know, America has come a, a long way from where it was. It yeah. still has a lot of room to grow, right?" Um, however, there are places and spaces as us in our community that we can do and change some things. We can increase this. We can do that. Blah blah blah. Like you can, you can, you can, you can still stand firm on your principles, yeah. But not just no, no. That don't that that's not true. It's all all black people's fault. It's all black people's fault. Like just stuff like that bothers TF out of me. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so frustrating. Like the fact that people just can't. You could be honest. You can literally be honest, but you know it is what it is. So, um, I guess we'll, we'll be in for that. There's no next year, um, and we'll that's a- in for it, brother. I've been yeah. following Memphis politics, and <clears throat> let me tell you how that mayor's race has me stressed. Like I live there because mm. that guy Willie Harrington, uh-huh. number Willie. one in the polls right now. Oh wow! And it's the that's older just, dude that that eighty three, um, oh, who served for twenty years. Mm. Five, four years. Well, he quit in the middle of his fifth term, but <clears throat> would have done 20 years straight. Wow. And it's like, what do you want? And the only reason why he can run again is because the, the term limit law that they passed came mm-hmm. in after he got out of office. So technically, the loophole mm-hmm. is that he can he can run. But anyway, man, it's just politics. This is that season. Yeah. A lot of local elections are happening, which would then begin to influence our national election. And It's just about, it's about to be a yeah. mess. It's about to be a mess. It's about to be a mess. You got Trump them. Take, about to take mug shots and Ugh. still running for office, and it's, it's the worst just, time in America. It's, it's, it's a terrible time in America, man. Yeah. We don't even know if Joe Biden gonna be able to live through it all. Listen, it's just, it's just, Ugh. it's just terrible. Ugh. The candidates so are terrible. trash, so trash. But anyway, that's all you got, brother. For that, that's it. That's it. All right. Well, with that being said, instead of accept this another episode of Jigsaw Podcast, we want to thank you, but we also want to thank our bro, our frat Josh Regis for coming. Yo. through. appreciate you, man, for dropping the knowledge and kicking it with us in the living room. Got to definitely have you back again. But thank you to all our listeners, our puzzle pieces out there. We love you so much. We love you for all your support, and we can't wait to um, give you some really dope things that's coming up in the future. I think y'all are going to appreciate some stuff we got coming. Um, but until then. Love y'all, Brian. Yeah, uh, continue to follow us and subscribe. All the kind of great things. Uh, follow Josh. I am Josh Rogers. Follow me. I am Brian Hare. Follow the Jigsaw Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns. Slide into the DM. 
uh, and let us know what you think. Any ideas for the show? We would love to hear them, may even use them. Uh, shout out to our back office support. Continue to uh, engage. Back office support. <laughs> I'm in my work. I'm at work though, right? Uh, we continue to engage on the stories and things of that nature. Salute to Chris Moore, who is uh, on our team, who is now working with another podcast as well. Continue to grow and thrive. So shout out to you, brother. I do love you. We do love you. Um, yep. And I think that's it before we head out. Josh, let the people know what they need to do. All you can do is what you can, while you can, the very best ways that you can. But all you're doing, please, 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 don't get caught with your work undone. See y'all. Well done. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Faithful. <laughs> don't. Nope. I'm not doing it with you. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, people. <laughs>